my mic sounds nice. Check one. Said my microphone sounds nice when it is on. Check two. Welcome all you streamers to another production, another episode of Beyond the Rim, hashtag BTR. And I am your host, the Dutster, Nestor Dudley. And today, the guest of mine is the mayor of Malden, Massachusetts, Gary Christensen. Gary, say hello to all the streamers out there. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So, Gary, I've had you on my television show, Around the Rim, plenty of times. But this is the podcast, Beyond the Rim, hashtag BTR. And we are in the brand new digital podcast suite of MATV, Malden Access Television. I usually do my podcast remotely on my equipment, but this is my first podcast doing it on someone else's equipment because you prefer to do your podcast FaceTime. Well, I have to say to you, I'm a little slow in the uptake right now because it's getting used to, you know, not having the web and um, player of the week. Yes. And uh, the banners <laughs> and not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> so this is amazing. For all you streamers out there, Gary Christensen is referring to my television show Around the Rim about the Marlin Neighborhood Basketball League, where we have a segment caught up in the MNBL web where I can ask my guests anything and it may or may not have to do with the Marlin Neighborhood Basketball League. And there have been some years that I put our mayor in the web and the collar was kind of tight. But I guarantee you tonight, sir, there is no MNBL web. There's no banners <laughs> for the for the Marlin Neighborhood Basketball team none of that stuff All right. so you don't so you have no worries that you have my promise on that but what i do want to talk about quickly is last night was the inauguration so is this your first interview after the inauguration yes and uh who better to do it then with the dudsta I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that ceremony last night, sir, was a very nice ceremony. And the, the work that went into it and the inaugural committee, I just want to give a shout out to your inaugural Please. committee. Kathleen Manning Hall, Maria Louise, Jada Seeker, Ryan O'Malley, Lisa Cagno, Shirley Dorai, Ron Cochran, and Paul Hammersley. And the work that they did to set up this inauguration and and it completely showed it was it was a very nice ceremony i've been doing this a long time last night was if there could be a moment it was the proudest one for me uh not only because of the you know the decorum and the pomp and circumstance involved but those amazing student performances i'm still talking about them today you know, from choral arts to the band to the step club uh, to our singer at the end with God Bless America, it was it was special. Now the Step Club, the Step Club gave you a present. They sure did. And what and was that present? It was a uh, my very own sweatshirt. Uh huh. Says Mayor on the back. I'm just hoping it didn't come with the condition that I have to now practice and perform with them. I don't know. Well, I was in the audience. I was in the audio booth with Ron Cochran and Sammy, who was a former student. I didn't I didn't catch his last name. Cyberg. Sam Steiberg, and he did the audio on that. He did a fantastic job on the audio. Everything was heard. Again, it was a nice ceremony last night. And with that step sweatshirt, I actually thought that you were going to put that sweatshirt on 
and start stepping off. But take, that would have been beautiful. I actually did a few steps on my way back to my chair. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, uh, you know, I've been following them over the years, and uh, they came to me this year saying that, you know, the one thing they really needed was an advisor. So we put out the word, and, uh, of course, who responded first was Barbara Shabelli, who is, uh, you know, one of the hearts of the high school. She's now their advisor, and they're officially organized. And as you saw last night, are really going to, you know, make an impression on our city for a long time to come. Mm -hmm. And what about the, the dragon dance? Was that called the dragon dance? Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, the lion dance. The lion yeah, the dance. Walam mm -hmm. Kung Fu Tai Chi Academy on Ferry Street. Right. Um, they've been doing that now for several years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you to, know, the, to all the streamers out there, excuse my ignorance on, on animals. There's certainly a difference between dragon and lion. Yeah. Go, although people go ahead. refer I, to it as both. Okay. I didn't um, mean to cut you off. No, not answer. at all. Not at all. <laughs> and the idea behind it is to bring good luck for the new term. And, uh, you know, based on what they did, I think it will certainly help. I mean, how could it not? Right. You know, right. That was quite a performance. I don't know how. Every time they do it, I, after it's over, I'm like, how did they do it? Because it's long. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, Ron Cochran timed it this year. <laughs> how long was it? It was 10 minutes. It was north of 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, watching them perform and getting up on top of each other, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. I think my favorite part of the whole ceremony, sir, and I don't know if you knew that this was happening, but entering to the theme, to the Avengers theme music. Did you know that was going to happen? Yep. Well, I did. And that's why you appropriately recognized the inaugural committee, mm -hmm. because those are the little things that they worked on for last night. And so, um, you know, when I first heard it, I was trying to do something uh, with, you know, uh, hip hop. Right. Believe it or not, I'm a huge hip hop fan. And, uh, you know, I couldn't get any songs past them, so they came up with the uh, Avengers. Right, well, that was good. And I got to tell you, when you all were walking down there, I was looking for Captain America, and I was looking <laughs> for Iron Man and Thor. <laughs> Maybe Ant-Man. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, just the picking of the song took some time. You know, I also wanted to come in. I was thinking about Queen, because that's my mother's favorite band. Oh, okay. But they spent a lot of time, and they felt you know good about Avengers. I think the council came in. Was it Star Wars? I forget. Everybody had a different theme they came in on. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think I the council was Star Wars. I'm not sure. Okay. I was actually, I paid attention to the Avengers theme. And then afterwards, I, I do have to admit, in preparation for this podcast tonight, I was doing some research. So I was so I was multitasking because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have the mayor on the first possible, the first interview. When you confirmed it is the first interview yes. after the inauguration. Yep. So I was doing my homework for that. You know, the mind is always, is always producing something. Yeah. Plus, we're big movie buffs. So how could you not? Right. You know, we thought about Star Wars, but we had already done Star Wars four years ago. So right. I, I'm not one to repeat. I like to change it up. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, I'm glad that you keep everything fresh. And like, you know, the Avenger theme song was, was nice. Personally, I'm a DC guy. I'm a DC Universe guy, but I appreciate the Marvel Universe. And I, of course, you know, you have, to, you have to be pretty much really out of the loop not to know the theme song for the Avengers. Yeah, well, when you see Ron Cochran, give him a pat in the back. Okay. <laughs> so... What we're going to do now, we're going to go into our first break. And, you know, we, we talked about the city stuff, but as I told you, sir, this is going to be a nice, fun podcast. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about fantasy sports. Does your mayor play fantasy sports? Well, our mayor, the Mayor Malden, plays fantasy sports. So Nestor Dudley, Mayor Gary Christensen, we'll be back on the other side of the break. 
talking about his ventures in fantasy sports. Fantasy football is a multi-billion dollar gaming industry. Every year, more than 30 million Americans play. Normally, you have to pay a fee to play. That can be anywhere from 100 bucks up to $1,000, depending on how hardcore the league is. But at the end of the season, the winner takes all. There are a lot of different leagues and rules and scoring can vary between them, but the most common type of league is called head-to-head. -head. Here, your roster is made up of one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one place kicker, one defense slash special teams, and six bench players that you can then rotate in and out. In a standard draft, you follow a snake order. If time runs out before you make your pick, the system will automatically draft a player for you. Auction drafts work on a linear level, but here, once you nominate a player, other teams in your league can buy that player from you through a bidding process. Points are typically awarded based on the yards gained and the touchdowns scored during gameplay. Again, points vary by league, but the overall gist is that the person who has the most points at the end of each week wins that week. One recent study found that the average American fantasy player spends about three hours every week managing their team and nine additional hours just reading about trends. Around 30% of players manage their teams during their day jobs, which one study says has decreased productivity across the country by about $6.5 million every year. There are fantasy leagues for other sports too, like basketball, baseball, even golf. But close to 90% of all those players are only playing fantasy football. But nothing can really disguise fantasy football for what it really is. Adults being nerds. Vesta Dudley back with the mayor of Malden, Massachusetts. Malden is 5.5 miles north of the city of Boston. Gary Christensen. And the mayor who is always working, always thinking, he wanted me to let the streamers out there know that the video for the inauguration can be found on the MATV YouTube channel, Malden Access MATV. Once again, Malden Access MATV. So, Mayor, I want to thank you for that plug because I wasn't going to plug it. <laughs> like you said, always thank you. <laughs> Fantasy sports. Does your mayor place fantasy sports? Well, our mayor plays fantasy sports. And Gary, you have been playing fantasy football. You play fantasy football and fantasy basketball. We're going to talk about fantasy football first. Sure. The fantasy football season just ended. So the question is, what's the name of your team or teams and how did you do? Well, first, let me say next time I will ask for a list of the segments because if I had known it was going to be a discussion about fantasy football, I would have not participated. <laughs> you would have I stayed got, at the Malden High basketball game. <laughs> I have one name to give you okay. about my fantasy football season. That's Baker Mayfield. Oh, my goodness. We would have been in the playoffs and quite possibly have won the Super Bowl if he had just picked up 10 to 15 points when he played out in San Francisco. If you don't recall, he was out there and they got shut out. He was pulled in the you know, second or third quarter. Oh, he didn't even finish the game. Nope, we ended up losing. Wow. And I, it, was our whole, it turned out to be that's what cost us the entire uh, playoff run. Wow. Which I think we would have wow. maybe won it all. Personally, personally, myself, I have two teams out there. I play in the ESPN Fantasy Leagues. I have two teams out there. One team is the Bug Tussle Crawdads. I got to represent the home team, the Bug Tussle Crawdads. And the other team is the Slaughterville Tumbleweeds. Now, the Slaughterville Tumbleweeds, I'm in a football league that the commissioner is Bradworth Benton, who's always representing. Oh, yeah. And in the, the Bug Tussle Crawdads, Susan Needleman is the commissioner. So 
The Tumbleweeds ended up with a 12 and 2 record. The Crawdads ended up with a 10 and 4 record. This is pretty good. So the first round for the Crawdads, I came in first place, and I went up against the last place team who won four games. And unfortunately for me, Gary, I had both Dallas's defense and the Rams' defense, and they were playing each other. And I just didn't know which defense to go with. The Cowboys had not beaten anybody over 500. The Rams' defense really doesn't show up all that often. They're hot and cold. So I played the percentages, and I played the Rams' defense. They got me negative eight points, and I got knocked out of the first round. And the Cowboys got me 10 points, and I would have won that game. So I thought I had a bad Yes. <laughs> that, that was bad. The, uh, the name of our team ended up being, after that, brutal game. Wait, Baker Mayfield still on our team? That was the name of the team. <laughs> My partner was Dave Masters. Okay, Dave Masters, yeah, a long former time Former champion yes. of the uh, MNBL. Malden Neighborhood Basketball yep. League. Yep. Um, so we're actually debriefing uh, coming up at the end of the month, and the name of our get-together is the uh, Baker Mayfield Luncheon. <laughs> so where we can, um, you know, express our sorrows and what could have been. Right. You know, that sort of uh, get-together. So... Um, you know, if anybody hasn't played, it's, it's fun though. You know, when you get past that sort of stuff, it's, it's, it's a good way to kill time and, and, uh, build up camaraderie and get to know people. I find it's a good way to also keep up with all the goings on of the NFL, the national football league. Right. We're here in new England, home of the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, we know they got eliminated, but it's so easy for the past 20 years. We've been spoiled in this part of the country. The Patriots are going to win, so you really want to watch these Patriots games. So for me, playing fantasy football, I get to pay attention to other teams and other players out there. Because if it wasn't for fantasy football, I think I would just watch all Patriots games and call it a day. I'll never look at a wave of wire the same way again. <laughs> we spend so much time each week because uh, we go by record. So the lowest uh, record gets first pick mm -hmm. and all that. And there's a lot of strategy. You look at what other teams have and what they may be thinking. And it forces you to look at who's coming up. Right. Like you said, I would never do that if it wasn't for fantasy. Right. And it must be a good release, a good you know, walk away from, you know, because you're running an entire city. Absolutely. And you have a very capable staff. And I think that I think that the state of the city, you know, use one of your phrases, the state of the yep. city, I think the state of the city is in a really good place. So it's just good that that you have a release because all work and no play, that's just not good. Same thing with fantasy basketball. You get home at night, you just turn on the computer and you watch the screen turn yellow. Right. With people hitting hoops and stuff. So it's it. It's a good diversion. Right. And how my Slaughterville Tumbleweeds did in the in the in the left to right coast league that was that was a commissioner by Bradworth Benton, who's always representing. I, I, I ended up in the top slot with a twelve and two record. Bradworth Benton ended up in second place with like a nine and five record, something like that. And we faced each other off for the championship, for which he pretty much doubled up my score so bradworth benton won he fought brad finally won something so bradworth benton won and that league was a paid league we paid five, uh, 50 bucks yep. each so bradworth benton won 300 dollars, and i won 150 dollars. and bradworth benton sent me the money today i got the money in the mail today how did how did he do it was it <coughs> matchups or was it something like happened to us well unfortunately for me 
all my weapons like just didn't produce. It was I had Dalvin Cook and they sat him out as you know the last game. Oh, so you go week seventeen? Yeah, we went week seventeen. Uh, yeah, so see, we ended week sixteen. Yeah, so yeah, Dalvin Cook sat out, so there was no Dalvin Cook, and Russell Wilson was my quarterback, and he didn't put up all, that many numbers. I forget who they played. It might have they might have played the Forty ers I'm not sure. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, had less than 20 points so it was just yeah and, and all of brad's guys was 20 20 20 20 so i was i was done yeah you got to look at ending at 16 we used to go to 17 and then we realized it's not really a fair way because there's a lot of people taking that week off right so we moved the finals to 16 right i'm going to advocate moving it to 15 just like <laughs> <laughs> i came in second place so now my question to you and now i'm going to have a little fun with this that i have talked to you in the past before asking you why don't the 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 mayor's cabinet or somebody in city hall why don't they create a fantasy football league and have you guys you know play in that so if the mayor's office had a fantasy football league this is i have a list of 10 teams that i think would be kind of nice in your league so take a list of these names and and let me see what you think okay so well, of course gary christensen your team would be the christensen chiefs all right okay Ron Cochran, it would be Cochran Crimson Masks. <laughs> Kevin Duffy would be Duffy Destroyers. <clears throat> Paul Hammersley would be Hammersley Hurtem Baby. Ron Hogan would be Hogan Hates Idiots. <laughs> Maria Louise would be Louise Lucky Stars. My favorite name, Kathleen Manning Hall, would be Manning Hall of Hell. <laughs> Chuck Rannigan would be the Rannigan Raiders, and Anthony Rodriguez would be Rodriguez Roadkill. I think <laughs> I think that's a nice fantasy football league. What do you think? And I think we have our commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> On to fantasy basketball. Tell me about your fantasy bet. You told me about your first pick and how your season started, but I want you to tell the streamers out here. <laughs> Let the streamers know who your first pick was. And well, if your listeners don't know, <clears throat> Dimitri Lagan. Le- yes, Lagagnia. Lagagnia. Yeah, the host of the Make It Rain podcast. His moniker is the D Train. Right. He has his own podcast, so he had me on it, and I was so blown away by his knowledge of the league that I said. I must have him on my fantasy hoop team, mm-hmm. thinking if I did, we're going straight to the finals. We're right. going undefeated. <laughs> first first day, we lose Steph Curry. Then we lost Brandon Ingram. Then we lost uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and we lost, uh, I think, Steve Adams. And uh, we've been climbing out of a hole ever since. <laughs> and that was it. So what you're saying is Steph Curry went down in a hurry. What were... What, he was. He sold me on the fact that he thought he was going to have to do more because everybody else was gone. Right, right. But little did he know that he had to do so much, he got hurt. Right, okay. right. And yeah, he broke his wrist. And so when you told me that you picked Steph Curry, the first thing I thought of is Steph Curry went down quicker than Old City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's been a tough season. I mean, we've had a couple of wins, um, but because I think it's a 12-team league, other teams, you know, are are not as in a bad a position as we've been, but are having their issues. You know what's interesting about the NBA that some of my friends that I've been talking about, I've never seen it where people take so much 
rest. Yes. <laughs> you just you can't plan for that. Hashtag load management. Yeah, load management. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I never thought we'd have to draft now with that in mind, but you do. Kawhi Leonard introduced that last year with the Toronto Raptors, and they brought a title for the first time into that country. So there is something that's load management. Now, I do not play fantasy basketball, but I just know fantasy basketball has to be more involved in fantasy football because there are like these nightly games and stuff. And it's like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can keep up. Well, the only thing is it's not daily subs. So you set your lineup Monday, that's it until next Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not as intensive as one would think. They do have leagues where it's daily subs, but ours has always been weekly. Okay. So it's not, not as bad, but you still got to follow it. The thing that is good about it, there's usually something going on every night. Yeah. You know, whereas the NFL, it's once a week. Right. And then you're done. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a once a week guy myself. For the NFL, I modified my cable because my cable is just too high. So I modified my cable and I got the NFL red zone. And let me tell you, if you play fantasy football, NFL red zone is all you need. Yeah. It's all true. you need. They show you the red zone for every play and stuff. But basketball, I don't think basketball has an equivalent to the, to the NFL red zone, do they? No. They don't need one. I mean, <laughs> everything's moving so quickly. It'd be hard to to track it but um yeah it, it's good it's particularly in the winter you know it's a great thing where most people are indoors anyway right to be in a league so you know again we're in a 12 team league and the thing that really has just i really shocked us is just the amount of load management that's going right. on across the and i mean any given night right people taking time off now you don't have the king lebron james on your team michael nope. lebron james plays he went right before us okay i think we might have if okay. he was there. Okay, because LeBron James doesn't believe in that load management. <laughs> now, what about, now what about like, James Harden? I mean, James Harden plays all he the time. He went number one, oh, okay. I think. It okay. was either him or, um, who was after him? Giannis, you know, probably. Okay. Yeah, okay. one of those. They went one, two. Now, with James Harden with that step back three, now, sir, that you know that I am a MIAA basketball referee. Yeah. So, with that, as a matter of fact, we had a referee meeting this past Sunday. We have a monthly meeting, so referees, to, just to keep the date with the rules and stuff and just trying to be a better referee and stuff and just trying to understand this. And this is my seventh year in that. But what came out in the meeting this past Sunday was that if any one of our referees, referee to James Harden game. We would call him for traveling every single time because that step back move, that step back jumper is by rule of travel. Right. He's <laughs> traveling. Same with the other thing. What, there's a lot of Euro steps. That Euro step. The Euro step by rule is like travel, but with the MIAA referees, they all acknowledge that it's a travel, but nobody has the courage to blow the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself. I see it all the time. So I'm like, I'm not blowing the whistle. Yeah. One time I had referee. <laughs> this is good. I, I wasn't even thinking about this. I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I'm glad that we're talking about this. My first, my second year that I was a referee and we refereed AAU. I refereed with Linda Coverdale. Oh, yeah. For Mal Malden High fame. Yep. She played Malden High basketball. She's on the wall for over a thousand points and she used to coach Malden High girls varsity. Yep. So I'm reffing with her. I just met us reffing with her. So somebody did a Euro step and she called the travel. And I was on I was in the backcourt, so she called a travel on the team that was on the backcourt side at that time. And they're looking at me, they're yelling, they're like, oh, they're, they're yelling stuff that I just don't want to repeat on this podcast. <laughs> so what I did, Gary, I looked at them I did the about face and ran to the opposite side of the court. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only time a Euro step have ever got called for a travel. 
We just don't want to blow that whistle. Right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, the other thing I feel bad, these fans, I mean, you're paying top dollar, and you just don't know who's going to play on any given night. Right. I mean, I've never seen it like this before. Have you? I mean, never seen it like this. No, I think, again, that Kawhi Leonard brought this load management into – you know, into fashion. It's just, I mean, you know, back in the day, because you and I are the same age. Right. Back in the day, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, would they ever take a day? No. no. I don't remember them. No, yet. no, no. You know, the Chief Kevin McHale, you know, James Worthy. Hell, Kareem Abdul Jabbar played until he was 73 years old. Right. He didn't do any load management. Right. right. Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. They just, yeah. So I don't know what their numbers are, but I thought I read, um, you know, that people are upset about that, paying top dollar and not knowing if your player's playing. Right. The one thing about LeBron James, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm a fan of the King. The one thing about LeBron James is that he understands that he is the draw in the NBA. So the only time he takes nights off, if he does, he'll take off home games. He won't take off road games, especially road games where they only go to that town right. or that city once a year so he doesn't take off because he realizes that you know some people are paying their hard-earned money like i don't know what the economy is in, in like memphis tennessee right they got the memphis grizzlies and stuff i don't know what the cost of living down i know nothing about that but he recognizes that he goes to memphis once a year and you know you're spending your hard-earned good money to see lebron james play you don't want to go there and see him on the bench or worse yet he doesn't even make the trip yeah to your point recently he had a, i thought it was a quad injury most would have taken time off he did not and I think it was for that reason. You know, he knows he's the drawer and he wants to, you know, support the fans. So it's another reason why to cheer him on. Right. What is your record in uh, fantasy basketball? Uh, let me check. Let's see here. I actually, I think we've had a pretty good run lately. Uh, we are seven and four. Gee, is that right? <laughs> seven and four is that a pleasant surprise because you dropped like your first several games right oh and i think we started oh and three or something to wow. that effect yeah let me see here. well maybe you should be paying more attention to you i mean yeah, I, I are you so. doing these picks or is the d train making these picks yeah, it must be the D train. <laughs> yeah um yeah we've had a pretty good run here yeah we have, have to give him a shout out after <laughs> So there we got our mayor in Malden plays fantasy sports. Does your mayor plays fantasy sports? So on the other side of the break, we are going to talk about another thing that I just actually just recently learned about our mayor. That our mayor has a love for the old school arcade video games. And I didn't find this out until last week when I streamed another program that's here at Malden Access Television. So Nesta Dudley, Mayor Gary Christensen of Malden, Massachusetts, will be back right after this break. This is the Tiny Arcade. It's a little circuit board in here and uh, buttons and a joystick that you can play all sorts of different little games on. You put them on an SD card, put it in here, you can play things like Flappy Birds, Space Invaders, Asteroids, uh, this is based around the Arduino system, which is an easy-to-use electronics platform. We took and shrunk it down the size of a quarter, and it's very modular. So almost like Legos, these different boards can just snap together. Since it's open source, a number of our uh, community members have developed games. So this is like a little Asteroids game. 
screen resolution isn't much. It's 96 by 64 pixels, 16-bit color depth. Certainly not an HD resolution screen, but for its size, it actually kind of packs a punch. So I grew up in the 80s uh, playing video games, going to the arcade. So I think people naturally gravitate towards games. It's not meant as like a PlayStation Portable or a cell phone game. It's more kind of an old school concept. And so this is kind of a bit of nostalgia here. So bringing back these old school games, but you could put it on your desk and you know play it or sneak it into school. Uh, so all sorts of cool little things. Nesta Dudley back with Mayor Gary Christensen of Malden, Massachusetts. Again, Malden is 5.5 miles north of the city of Boston. And before we get into the love of old school arcade game, in particular this one arcade game, Gary, I want you to put on the record something that we talked about during the break. That next year that you had invited me to join the fantasy basketball team. I just want you to put it on the record just so... If the D-Chain has a problem with this, I can next year I can play back this podcast and it's on the record. So there I, it is. I got to have you on the record. It's official. <laughs> you just have to, we can't change the team name. That's okay. We, make it rain. That's make it rain. That's okay. If You're the, on. If the team tanks, I got clean hands because I had nothing about the days. <laughs> Our mayor loves playing Arcade games back in the day, arcade games. And I had streamed last week 02148, the podcast. And Kevin Duffy, who was the city's business development office, the business development office, he said, This is something I didn't know about you. He said that back in high school, you went to a state tournament yep. playing which video uh, game? Galaga. Galaga. Yeah. How did you do in that state tournament? I can't remember. Uh, it was all a fog, but uh, just getting to it mm -hmm. was something I do remember because I won that down at uh, Granada Lanes. Right. I uh, forget how many people participated, but you know I emerged uh, victorious. And now this is when you were in high school, right? Yes. Or was this, uh, or was been, this junior high? Yeah, it might have been. I think it was junior high. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was junior high. I started first with Atari. Atari, yes. Yeah, had that console at home, uh -huh. and the rest is history. I just, you know, Donkey Kong, you name it, I played it. But Galaga, there was something about that. It was this? It was the sequel to Galax. I think it was Galaxy or Galaxian. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just took to the game, you know. But I really got into it to the point that I was running leagues. Uh, oh. We used to have a game called um, uh, NBA Jam. Okay, yeah. I think that was the name of it. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah. yeah. We ran a league. Yeah. You know, two joysticks on the left, two on the right. Right. Two on two. It was like the real. Wow, that's <laughs> wow, that's cool. I wasn't really good in Gallagher. My quick Gallagher story is that years after that had passed us by in terms of the old school arcade games, it was, I was, I was with my son, Lester, Lester Dudley. He was about anywhere between eight to ten years old and we went to the Revere Showcase Cinema before they had redone it and they had a bigger arcade. Right. So the only game that I could play was Galaga. So I put my couple quarters in there. So my son asked me, was I any good at Galaga? And I really wasn't good at Galaga. Well, let me tell you something, Gary. I proceeded to have the best Galaga game of my life. It was a one-shot deal. He was so impressed. He went home and drew like a little, because he's an artist. He can draw. Drew like the little Galaga 
things and all that stuff, you know, icons and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, I mean, something that was archaic to him. And I came home looking like a champ. What level did you get to? You remember? I don't remember what level I got to, but it was the highest that I've ever got to. Because Gallica wasn't my game. I played it, but I certainly was not. What was your game? I was not a threat. I had a few games that, there wasn't one game that I really dominated. I really liked Berserk. Oh, yeah. Berserk. I remember that. I liked Berserk. I like Pac-Man. I like Miss Pac-Man. I thought Miss Pac-Man was easier than Pac-Man. There was um, Asteroids. Of course. Asteroids. And all this stuff. Asteroids was kind of frustrating because every time I did the hyper link, I always came back at an asteroid. And I'm like, well, this just this just this, this just stinks. This yeah, just my stinks. other game was Defender. Defender. Yep. Defender, yes. Yep. Um, I also like Centipede. Oh, yeah. Centipede. I used to call that game, I'm bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, Donkey Kong? I like Donkey Kong. You know, there was only a few games that I probably didn't like that probably didn't have any skills at it. I was pretty decent in Q-Bert. Remember Q-Bert? Yep. It was pretty decent in Q-Bert. But the game that I want to ask you about, and I'm sure that you remember this game. I was actually talking to Big Game James earlier. because He's around our age, too, but he grew up in a different community. Remember Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Lair. That was to, the changing of it all. You had changing to put, of the God. You had to put in 75 cents to play Dragon's Lair. Yep. Absolutely. That was the changing of the God. As a matter of fact, that was probably the moment I started losing interest in video games mm -hmm. because I was so used to the Space Invaders, Asteroids, Defender, and now you had this virtual, like you're in the game right. experience. And I just never took to that. Right. You know, and then when they took that to the um, home screen, what really infuriated me is they got rid of the joystick. And I was a big joystick. Guy. Oh, so when they went buttons, yeah, that was it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, the reason why that information came out on the zero two one four eight the podcast is because there is an establishment bit bar that yep. that exists in Salem, but they're going to expand and move to Malden, mm -hmm. and they are all about the old school arcade games. Can't wait. I'll be I, having office hours there. I can't wait either. I actually told my son, Lester, who was not 10 years old anymore. Lester just turned 24 last <laughs> week. I said, I'm going to get you at Bit Spy with these old school games, and I'm going to wear you out. You know what his answer was? Bring it on, old man. Oh, well, I might have to get in on that. <laughs> I put down the shalage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and I just Friday night, I was at the dark side, and they have bought into this gaming district concept and have... Um, Brought in a slew of video games. Oh. Yeah. Upright cabinet, old style games. Oh, okay. In the back. All right. Yeah. Near, All right. Uh, near the eating area. It's really, they had the, one of the other games I like growing up was the um, um, hockey, the bubble hockey. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So we're playing that Friday night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool and all that stuff. You think any type of leagues will be forming? Or, or I don't know. I think so. Something I can see or? it. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be that'd be very good, fantastic. I, Friday night, what time? I might come down there and watch. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the holiday greetings that the mayor's office had submitted this year. A service of Malden Access Television (MATV), soon to be called UMA, Urban Media Arts. A little sidetrack on that. That's the MATV's new name. But I have to tell you something, Gary. When you were on Open House Showcase last year, I like your suggestion and the new name for Malden Access Television. You went on the record. You said, let's keep it simple. Let's just call it Malden Access. That, 
that made so much sense to me. That made so much sense to me. But it was determined to be called Uma. There was a contest to determine the name of 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 MATV. Now it's going to be called Uma. I had submitted a name, but it was after the contest. And the name I submitted, Gabby, was why don't we be known as Metro Arts Multimedia Access? And the tagline could be your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly memorable. Yeah. <laughs> no one would ever forget that. <laughs> so what Malden Access does every year is that they have a holiday, holiday greetings and where the community can come in and, and produce holiday greetings. And the mayor's office always produce a holiday greeting. So I actually seen the holiday greetings today where it was around Gallagher. You had wanted Gallagher and everyone was saying that you wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> <laughs> they know me well. They know, they know my history like you do. The skit was just so, I just, I watched it like three times and it's kept on laughing because whenever you brought the suggestion of you wanted, the, you know, you want, you know, I want an old school 1981 upright thing and they will all say we wouldn't get any work done. Even Santa said that. Even right? Santa said that, you know, with Santa Claus said that that's kind of cold. But Kathleen Banning Hall was the one that tickled me the most because you told her she was sitting at her computer doing work. You told her she looked at you, she acknowledged it, and then she went back to to a computer screen and you said, "Are you even paying attention?" She said, "Yes, I am paying attention." But you would never get any work done. I thought that was priceless. <laughs> like you said, once in a great while we try to have a little fun, yeah. and that's what we do with those screens. We want to make uh, you proud, you know. So, yeah, that was fun. Okay, so on the other side of this break, we are just going to close this show out. Nesta Dudley, Mayor Gary Christensen, we'll see you on the other side of this break. There it was, the site of the old Ryan family amusements. My home, my sweet, sweet home from my younger years. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Pac-Man, asteroids, pinball, bowling, all the fun a kid could have. I worked there, I played there. Heck, if the owner had let me, I probably would have moved in there. And there it was, ready for development into something new and exciting, they say. But I still wanted my video games. My fun, where was it? So the old 11 Charles Street, the Ryan Family Amusement, it's going to be an 80,000 square foot office building. I know, but I'm really gonna miss those arcade games. But it's gonna have great retail along the first floor. I know, but... Retail? Retail? I want my Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Pinball, Defender, Asteroids. I mean, doesn't this guy know anything about fun? What about if we get a classic upright cabinet, vintage style, 1981 Gallagher arcade machine. You're never gonna get any work done. Kathleen. Yeah. I was thinking about getting a classic upright cabinet, uh -huh. vintage style, 1981 Gallagher arcade machine. Huh. Kathleen, are you even listening to me? Of course I was listening to you, but you'll never get any work done, Mr. Mayor. I was thinking about getting a classic upright cabinet, vintage style, 1981 Gallagher arcade machine. You'll never get any work done, Mr. Mayor. 
Clearly, I wasn't getting my way, so I had to call in the big guns. The big kahuna. Yes, the guy in the big red suit himself. And there he was, in all his splendor. Come on in, young man. Come on in. What can Santa do for you today? I froze. I couldn't remember. The one thing that I had dreamed about and I couldn't remember what to tell him. I know you want a nice new football. What? That's not what I want. How could he? Why would he? All I want is a classic upright cabinet, vintage style, 1981 Gallagher arcade machine. Ho, ho, ho! You'll never get any work done, kid. That wasn't the news I was looking for. But nevertheless, my faith in Santa remained. I knew that when I returned to the office, he would not disappoint. Oh my god, this is so heavy. Fragile. Maybe it's from Italy? Oh, is this the mayor's gift? I'll give it to you. No, 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 I, I, I want to give it to him. I want to give it to him. No, 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 I want to give it to him. I want to give it to Oh, fudge. Did you just say what I thought you said? Guys, why don't you let me take care of it? So exciting. Could be anything. We are back, streamers. The Dutch Vanessa Dudley, along with Mayor Gary Christensen of Walden, Massachusetts. Once again, Gary, I want to thank you for coming here and being a part of this podcast. I know it was kind of, I know it was kind of challenging because you were at Malden High, which is right down the street, and Malden High basketball is playing Everett High, and Everett High is is ranked. And you've been checking your scores. <laughs> you've been checking your scores ever since. So I can let the streamers know how the how the home team is doing. Ah, uh, let's see. They were down twenty, but now they're down six in the third. So Malden fighting hard. So we're going to here and close out this podcast so you can go back down there and <laughs> hopefully catch a win. Yeah, hope, hopefully catch a win. So how can the streamers get in touch with you, especially the streamers that airs in um, Malden, Massachusetts? How can they get in touch with you? Because your office, you know, you have an open door policy right. and I see you walking down Pleasant Street all the time. So you're really a mayor amongst the people, I think. Uh, they can find me just about everywhere except on TikTok. I tried uh, looking at that, but that was too much for me. <laughs> so uh, Twitter, Mayor Malden, Instagram, Mayor Malden, Snapchat even, Mayor Malden. Okay. Uh, emails mayor at cityofmalden.org. Right. And like you said, that's the, from what I've seen, um, half of it is just making sure you're accessible and, and being able to um, 
try to work together as best you can with everyone in the community. Are there any shout-outs that you want to say or any final words for the streamers out there? I think uh, just the honor of being able to represent your peers in the city of Malden, there is absolutely no better feeling, especially knowing that you wanted to do this as a high school student and to be able to realize your dream. I just, it never gets old. And let's just imagine how much icing on the cake your dream would be if you ever did get in that Gallagher machine in the office. <laughs> they actually thought about getting me one as a present, an upright cabinet. Oh, that would have been sweet. But they, they weren't sure it would fit my place. I, when I heard that, I said, oh, I'd make it fit. You know, I'd throw out the bed something. Yeah. Well, they pretty much all said it, even Santa Claus said you wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe it was I was better off. So, Gary, the next time that I see you in this building, this is around the rim season. So you're going to be an, and you're going to remain an annual guest on Around the Rim, and we're going to have you around the rim. And just to let you know that, as you know, that I've had an operation uh, several months ago um, for my thyroid and parathyroid. So my voice isn't fully back yet when I elevate it. So my woo is compromised. My woo is not good at all. Matter of fact, my woo is worse than when your woo was out of whack. So says the late great Sheriff Apollo. My woo is worse than that. So back in the day, buddy came up with a solution that we were going to have a guest person to do a weekly woo. So every week we're going to have a guest person. We're going to set them up in the studio. So when it comes time for the woo, we're going to put the camera on that person and they're going to give the woo because my woo was compromised. Okay, so I should start practicing you now? Should, you should start practicing now so we can have you on as a guest woo where you end do the woo and do out. And then we'll also have you back at a later episode where the episode is your annual episode on Around right. the Rim. Sounds great. <laughs> Looking forward. I just want to thank you, Gabby. This this has been a quick hour, and I just wanted this podcast to be a nice, fun podcast, and I just hope that you had as much fun doing this podcast that I had. I was hoping it wouldn't end, actually. <laughs> Once again, thank you for being a guest on Beyond the Rim. Beyond the Rim is available on Apple Podcasts. Beyond the Rim is also available on Spotify. Beyond the Rim is available on Google Play. Available on Stitcher, available on TuneIn Radio, available on iHeart Radio, and available on YouTube, or wherever you stream your podcast. Visit our website at btrmic.com. That's btrmic.com, where you can stream past episodes and discover additional podcast platform where Beyond the Rim is available. Hashtag follow, hashtag stream, hashtag retweet, Twitter handle, at Nesta Dudley. Until next time, streamers, just want to say, buenas noches. Hooches coochies. I came in peace. I leave with love. This is for the red, the black, and the green. Living cool, living calm, living clean. I'm out.